We are on Ksubis Mem Aleph Omen Aleph 41a, towards the middle of the page. The Gemara, the Mishnah was discussing different cases where um, the payment is not equal to the, the value of the damages that was caused. It's higher, says the Mishnah. So then that's a fine. If it's a fine, so then uh, when a person, the only way we know about it is through the person himself, and he comes to the court and he says that he did this action, or his animal did this action, so then he would have to pay for the damages, but he does not pay for the fine. And the reason for that we explained in our introduction in the last class. The Gemara now uh, will take a bit of a tangent. And in fact, some of the earlier commentators point out that this is really not necessarily a topic for Ksubis, but this is really a topic for Babakama, the tractate, the Masechta on uh, damages that are caused, especially by animals and other cases. Um, and so... Uh, we're now going to discuss the case of a short tam, uh, which is potentially a case in the Mishnah, as we will see uh, either in this class or the next class. Uh, but basically, there's a difference between a short tam and a short muad. A short tam is an ox who gores um, another animal, and uh, it's they're, they're tam. They are not uh, halakhically viewed as animals that are known to be violent. Um, and they have not gored another animal um, more uh, th- three times or more. It's less than three times. And so it's a regular animal that uh, we don't assume is necessarily uh, established as as violent, as uh, as dangerous. That's in comparison to Shormuad. A Shormuad is, is an ox that was that gored three times and there was warning three times. Uh, that uh, this ox could be violent, so then it is violent, and then in that case, there's a big difference between the two, there's a few differences, but the major difference is that when it comes to a short tom, when a simple ox that uh, that has not that has not been established to gore, so then uh, the payment is only half of the damages that have been caused. It's only half. When it comes to a short muad, when the, an ox that's been established, so then you, the person, the owner of the, of the ox, would have to pay in full. They would have to pay in full as opposed to half. So when it's a short time, when it does it has not yet been established, it pays half. So the Gemara wants to know when it pays half, so why pay half? What's the argument to say that you should pay half if it's an ox that has not gored already three times? What's the argument behind it? And so we will send in the Gemara a very big argument to dispute about how to understand this conceptually. Is it that really a, uh, the owner is really obligated to pay for the full amount because in the end of the day, this ox caused damages and should have been uh, watched and guarded and should pay the full amount. But the Torah had pity uh, and mercy on this owner because it's uh, it's only the first couple of times. And as such, we only the Torah says that they only pay half. But really, these are real damages. Or do we say that no? The other argument is to say, Really, he doesn't owe anything. The owner of the ox doesn't owe anything um, in terms of damages because it's not his obligation to watch this ox. If uh, his, if this ox has not yet been established as a violent ox, as a violent animal, um, it really doesn't have to pay. The reason why he pays half is because, which has to do with our Gemara, is because this is a knas, potentially. This is a fine. Above and beyond what the actual obligation is, is to pay half instead of nothing. So we'll see that this is an argument in our Gemara. Itmar, it stated, Palganiska, when a person owns an ox and they have to pay for the damages half of the amount, how do we view this? Repapa, Repapa says this is part of regular damages. 
Rav Huna Huna, the son of Rabbi Yeshua, says that no, this is not just regular damages, this is a fine. Um, and it has major ramifications. Let's say a person admits to it. So then if it's regular damages, they would have to pay. If it's a fine, so then they don't have to pay. But conceptually, what's the argument? Says the Gemara, Rapapa Amar Paga, this is what we said earlier. Rapaga says, that a an ox, uh, even if it's before three times, is has to be guarded. Has to be guarded, um, and really, they sh- the owner should pay the full amount. The only reason why the owner does not pay the full amount for the damages is because the Torah had rachmanos. The Torah had mercy on the person because it was only within the first couple of times, and so therefore they pay. The person would have to pay half, but that half is part of the regular damages. It's not a knas. It's not a fine above and beyond. No, the, really, the person should pay the full amount. Uh, but we reduce it. The Torah reduces it to half. Okay, that is the position of Rav Papa. Now, within this position of Rav Papa, there's an argument amongst the commentators uh, when we say that the, this ox is to be washed. Is it is it really because we're concerned that every ox is a, a, is violent from the from the very beginning in its nature? Potentially, that's how some understand it that it's violent that we that uh, it is violent, or or maybe not that we assume that it's violent, but still. Uh, a person has to guard their animals, even if they're not violent, if they're not established as violent animals, they still have to guard their animals. And if the animal attacks somebody else, uh, somebody else's animal, so then they really conceptually should be obligated to pay the whole thing. But the Torah has mercy, has pity, and they only pay half. That's uh, that's an argument within this position of a papa. Are, do we actually think from the Torah's from the Torah's lens is just an ox which has not yet uh, been established as a violent ox, do we do we automatically assume that it is violent or not? Or is it just that, no, it's not really violence, it's just that there's an obligation uh, to watch the animal even if it's not established as violent. So those are two positions within Rav Papa. Rav Hunabridge, Rav Shua argues, and he says, no, Paganistka Kanasa, it really is a Kanasa, it's a fine, it's above and beyond what is required, because he's of the position, Kasavar, he holds, that really, until they're established as a shormuad, as an established animal that gores and that's violent, so then we assume that they are not uh, violent. And really, a person should not have to pay at all. The owner of this animal should not have to pay at all. But for but the Torah tells us that no, that we should really have a kenasir, we should have a fine here to pay half of the damages. So, basically, this is a case here where the punishment is to pay half. And so we have two different positions. According to the first position, really, when it's half, it's a, what do you have as a middle ground? Well, what's the logic behind the middle ground? So the first position says, really, it should be you should pay everything. Uh, but the Torah has uh, compassion, and so therefore a person is only obligated to pay half. Um, and according to the second position, really, a person should pay nothing, but there's a knas, there's a fine above and beyond to pay half. And so the Gemara will discuss, well, uh, is this in our Mishnah? Is this not in our Mishnah? Is this case in our Mishnah? The case does, the Gemara does, our Mishnah does discuss a case of a of an ox, just a question whether we're discussing a short tam or a short muad, an ox that has not yet been established, that has not yet gored three times, versus an ox that has gored three times. But the Gemara will get to that uh, probably in the next class. 
but our Gemara now will try to prove one way or the other. We had this argument, we have this machlokas, this big argument conceptually. Is the amount that's paid, the half that's paid, is that because that's what's supposed to be paid? That's regular damages? In fact, they should really be paying more. Or do we say that, no, that this is really viewed as a knas? And so the Gemara will try to prove one way or the other um, to see if it is... Um, to, to see uh, which one is correct based on different uh, Mishnayos and uh, really from, from Baba Kama and from our Mishnah itself. So says the Gemara, Tanan, Hanizak Bahamazik Petashlumen. When it comes to paying the payment of half of the damages, so then both of them have a loss. Both the Mazik, both the owner of the ox that causes the damage and the Nizak and the ox that was was damaged, they both are really contributing to the payment. They both incur a loss. So what does that mean? So I understand according to the position that says, like Rav Papa, that says that really half of the damages is what's part of the regular obligation of damages, because really the person should pay in full, but they only pay half. So then it, it makes sense to say that the Nizak, the one that uh, owns the the ox that that was damaged, so then they're also paying a part of it because they're having a loss. They're incurring a loss. Really, they should be paid in full, but there's a loss which was incurred. So that makes sense. But if you hold like the other opinion, Alman Dumer Pagan Diska Kanasa Hashda Delavdi Dei Kashakil B'Tashlumi Isay. According to the other opinion, if it's really all a fine, so then the Nizak, the owner of the ox that was gored, that was damaged, so then he's not incurring a loss, he's just benefiting from this. He really shouldn't get paid anything. So it doesn't mean that he's, he's, it's causing him a loss. So this seems to prove, and in fact all of the cases um, that the Gemara will try to bring, the Gemara will bring uh, three or four different cases, uh, are all trying to prove the position that says that really these are viewed as damages and not as a fine. Like the position of a papa, so that this seems to this seems to prove that position. So the Gemara says no. Lo ella lepiches nevela. Basically, there's a separate law when it comes to a short time. There's a separate law uh, that um, the let's say uh, the value of the animal after after the damage uh, continues to depreciate. It continues to depreciate until they actually come to court. So then that depreciation, that's the lowering of that value, um, is the loss of the owner, the owner of that ox. It's not like we do not say that the one who caused the damage has to pay um, the difference and based on the value when the, of, the, of the animal when it comes to court, when they come to court, how much is the animal worth now? And then we can evaluate uh, the, 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 the loss based on the difference. Of what the value of the animal was before the goring? No, it doesn't go based on now when they're in court. It goes based on at the time of the goring, right after right after the goring took place. What was the value of that animal? And any loss, any depreciation, is on the nizak. It's on the owner of that animal that was gored. They take the loss, and so that's what it means. That's what it means. It's piches uh, nevela. That's what it means for the Mishnah to say that the nizak. The owner of the damaged animal also takes a loss because it has to do with what happens if the uh, value of the animal uh, goes down, it depreciates. Um, so the Gemara says, based on this, Tanina, 
תשלומי נזק מלמד שהבעלים מתהפלים בנבלה. חדה בתם וחדה במועד. So, but we already have, we have this as a Mishnah. The Gemara is asking, why is this needed for our Mishnah? We already have a Mishnah. This is already taught in a different Mishnah, this concept, which is basically the concept that the Mishnah says, That the Nizak, the, the owner of the animal that was gored, uh, that took the damage, so then they are allowed to uh, it's their animal. The, the, the dead animal is theirs. They're allowed to use it and sell it. Uh, whatever the value is, that that's, that's belongs to the Nizak. And even if it goes down in value, it depreciates. It's on the Nizak. It's on the uh, owner of the uh, of the ox that was gored. Um, so why do, I, why do I need our, the Mishnah, uh, the first Mishnah that teaches this? We have a different Mishnah which teaches this to us. So the answer is no. This law applies both when it comes to a case of a short tam, of an ox that has not been established to gore, or a short muad, an ox that has been established to gore. We need it for both cases. Uh, we need one Mishnah for one case, one Mishnah for the other case. V'tzricha, we need both. We cannot learn one from the other. Why? One might have thought this only applies to uh, an ox that has not been established to be violent. Because only in that case do we say that the Nizak, the one, the owner of the damaged uh, ox, then they incur the loss. But when it comes to Muad, when it comes to uh, an ox that uh, has been established to Gore, so then maybe really um, the owner of that ox should incur the loss of the depreciation. Uh, so that's in one direction. Alternatively, one can't learn one from the other because one might have said that if all we had was the source was by Muad, by Shur Muad, one might have said that when, it was, when we're discussing an established ox, so then in that case, that's, this is, that's why the Nizak, the owner of the damaged animal, um, has to incur the loss, because in that case, the owner pays the full amount. They pay the full amount to let the Nizak incur the loss of the depreciation. But when it comes to a short tam, an, an ox that has not been established as goring, um, three times, so then since they only pay half, so then the owner of that ox pays half the ox that, that caused the damage so then once they're only paying half, so then let, one might have thought, let them pay the amount even if it uh, goes down in value they should pay, they should incur the loss the the owner of the uh, animal that gores, because they're anyways only paying half uh, so that's the argument that one could have, one could have said okay for this class, we will see one other one other potential proof that this is really like Rav Papa, that it really is regular damages, and it's not a fine above and beyond that. Really, they should pay full the full amount, but the Torah tells us uh, to pay half, and not that it should be shouldn't pay at all. And there's a fine of fifty. Based on the following Tashma, we have the following Brisa: Ma'bein Tam Lemuad. What's what's the difference between a short Tam and a short Muad? An ox that has not been established to go three times versus an ox that has been established. So there are two differences, says the says the Brisa. Number one is the difference that we mentioned uh, already a few times, which is that when it comes to a short tam, an ox that has not been established to gore, so then uh, it's half a person would pay half of the damages. When it comes to a short muad, an ox that has been established, it's the full amount. The second difference, which we have not yet discussed, is that when it comes to a short tam, when a, a person pays half of the amount. 
they only pay half the amount, but that's only the based off of the value of the ox that gores, meaning as follows. Let's say the value of the ox that gored was worth $100. Uh, so then the, the owner of that ox would only be obligated to pay uh, up to $100. If, the da- if half of the damages of the other ox, the value is more than $100, so then they would not end up paying more than $100. They would only pay up until the amount of the value of the ox that gored. So if it was $100, the max that they would pay is $100. Uh, But that's true only by short time. When it comes to Shormuad, an ox that was established, so then they would pay whatever the damages are. They would have to pay regardless of the value of the ox that gored. That's a separate law. Okay. But the Gemara says, Oh, what do we see from here? What did the mission, what did the Bryce leave out? The Bryce is comparing Tam and Muad. But I could give you another case that there's a difference between Tam and Muad and the, and the, the Bryce that didn't discuss that. What's that case? One could have said, Well, if Tam, the payment of half of the, of the, of the damage is viewed as a Kanas, as a fine, I would have said a difference between Tam and Muad is, let's say, that we only know about it, not through witnesses, but through the, the owner of the ox himself. He's telling it to us. He's coming to court. That's moda beknas. He's admitting to the fact that he has to pay the knas, the fine. We say that he's exempt. So if you view short time, the payment as a knas, as a fine, so then he should be exempt from paying. If it's based on his own testimony, he should be exempt from paying. As opposed to a muad, when it's an ox that was established as goring, so then he pays the full amount. So even if he admits to it, he would still be obligated to pay. That's regular damages. Why did the fact that the Brysa didn't give this as an example seems to prove to us that it's really not viewed as a fine, that really it's viewed as part of regular payment. Really, he should pay in full. But we only make him pay half uh, because the Torah had compassion. Um, so doesn't this prove it to us? The answer is no. Ton of a shire? No. The Brysa was not listing every single case of every difference between short time and short muad, between an ox that has been established to gore versus an ox that has not yet been established to gore. It doesn't describe every single difference. I described a few differences. And uh, in order to say that, my shire, the high shire, must have left out other ex- other differences as well. So what are some of the other differences between Tam and Muad? So shire, chatzik kofir. There's a difference with regards to not an ox goring another ox, but an ox goring and killing a person. And we say that when it when the ox is muad, when it's established as being violent after three times, so then they have to pay the value of the person. But when it comes to at least according to to, to one opinion, to this opinion, when it comes to an ox that has not gore, did not gore three times, they do not pay anything. They don't pay anything. They're completely. They they wouldn't even have to pay half. They'd be. They wouldn't have to pay anything. And that's another difference between short time and short muad, which is not mentioned in the prices. So we see the point is that we see that. The Bryce did not include all the differences. Sigmar says, Sigmar sort of uh, pushes back and says, No. How many reviews do you believe? The Gemara says that no, but maybe the Bryce follows the position of Rabiosi Aglili. Rabiosi Aglili is of the position that a Tom, uh, an ox that uh, has not been established as goring three times, Still pays kofer. Still pays if if that ox uh, gores and kills a person, they would still have to pay half of the value of that person. They would still have to pay that, and so therefore there really is no the difference is half between half and full, which is already mentioned in the brisa. But in terms of there being a difference between uh, whether pay, the, the 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 person the owner of the ox 
that that killed a person, whether they pay or don't pay, according to Rabbi Yosef Lili, there is no such difference. They would both have to pay. It's just that one's a case of paying in full, the other case is paying in half, and so therefore there is that that, that wouldn't be included in the brisa because that's not an additional difference. Uh, so in the end of the day, the Gemara is pushing back a little bit and saying that you know maybe the brisa is limiting it is really discussing only the cases that are differences. Potentially, we could have a proof from the Brisa to say that must be that when it comes to a short term, uh, the payment is really not a fine, but really it is potentially um, the monetary obligation um, that that they would have to pay. It's just that really they should pay in full, but uh, the Torah says they should only pay half. In the end of the day, we tried to bring uh, two proofs uh, to prove uh, the position that says that it's really damages, regular damages. And the Gemara was rejecting both proofs. The Gemara will try to continue to bring more proofs to this interesting argument, this dispute as to whether or not um, uh, the short time, the obligation to pay for the damages of a short time, is really uh, regular damages to pay half, that's part of the regular damages, part of the loss, or whether this is a knas above and beyond, a fine above and beyond what is obligated, what one is obligated to pay. Okay, we'll continue with this discussion as we move on to Mem Aleph and Bays 41b. We will continue this in the next class.